Hi, this is Megan Cloherty, investigative reporter for WTOP News. If you like top news from WTOP, we think you'll love our new podcast called the DMV Download, where we take a more in-depth look at the biggest local stories of the day happening in our area. We hope you check it out. Supervisors chairs voices his support for students walking out of class in Fairfax County. I'm Megan Cloherty. The bill to keep the government funded makes it through a preliminary vote in the Senate this week. A jury returns a verdict in the 2019 killing of a DoorDash driver in Manassas. I'm Mike Marilla. Wall Street intermixed with the down, the Dow down 125 at the close. Tuesday, it's 2 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. Tom Foti in Washington. An update is expected momentarily from the National Hurricane Center as Hurricane Ian gains strength and heads for expected landfall Wednesday evening in southwest Florida. And then it is expected to move northwest. Governor Ron DeSantis. It's going to have major impacts in places like Osceola County, Orange County, uh, and it's now projected to exit the state of Florida uh, in after passing through Volusia County, and it will go into the Atlantic Ocean and likely probably gain strength and run into some other state. In fact, Georgia's already under a state of emergency. Of course, there's already a lot of rain and wind in advance throughout Florida, especially the Keys. I have seen trucks that have been lifted um, that are extremely tall, and even they are getting stuck in the road. It is so, so heavy with wind, not as much as rain, but with these heavy winds, it is just it's so overwhelming here. WFOR-TV's Gabriela Arzola in Key West. With the nation's focus on that hurricane, the House January 6th committee is delaying a public hearing it had scheduled for Wednesday afternoon on the pro-Trump riot of last year. This might have been the final public hearing for the House-select January 6th committee, but either way, it's postponed. In a statement, the committee says in light of Hurricane Ian bearing down on parts of Florida, we've decided to postpone. Correspondent Scott McFarland, one thing that is moving along on Capitol Hill, the near-last-minute effort to prevent a partial government shutdown down on Friday. The Senate will now take up a short-term money bill without an unpopular provision originally pushed by West Virginia Democrat Joe Manchin. The provision would streamline the process for energy projects, but senators from both parties were opposed. Manchin called it unfortunate, but Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said he and Manchin will continue to have conversations to ensure it gets passed before the end of the year. Correspondent Nicole Killian. Inflation still very much with us, but seniors will pay less next year for monthly premiums for Medicare Part B, which covers routine doctor's visits. Millions of seniors and people with disabilities on Medicare, that means more money in their pockets while still getting the care they need. According to the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, the standard monthly premium for Medicare Part B in 2023 will decrease by more than $5. Correspondent Michael George. New abortion-related guidance from higher education leaders in one western state. One western state. Here's Jim Crisula. Idaho universities are warning staff not to refer students to abortion providers or emergency contraception. One school also says employees should not tell students how to get birth control. The new restrictions are in a state that already has some of the strictest abortion laws in the country. Asian markets are lower. This is CBS News. This hour's newscast is presented by Rocket Mortgage. When you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket can. Virginia is for eaters and drinkers, all kinds of eaters and drinkers, for oyster shuckers and slurpers, winery samplers or all-day wine drinkers, brewery hoppers and distillery sippers, for those who order grits and those who order cheese grits. We all know what the right way to order is. 
for barbecue triers who turn into finger lickers and meat off the bone suckers. Mm. All right, all this talk of food is making me hungry. I gotta go get some mac and cheese. Like I was saying, Virginia is for all sorts of food lovers. So come love it for yourself. Furnished by the Virginia Tourism Corporation. WTOP at 203. Good Wednesday morning, midweek, September 28th, 2022. Clear, quite comfortable. This overnight early morning, 40s and 50s for the low by daybreak on Wednesday. We're at 55 in our nation's capital right now. Good morning to you. Dean Lane, we thank you for taking us along for your early morning ride. Topping the local stories we're looking at for you as we ride into this Wednesday together, we begin with some Northern Virginia students locally leaving their books and classes this week on Tuesday to protest a proposed policy change on the issue of transgender rights. They're opposed, apparently, to the new guidelines recently that came out from Virginia's Department of Education they say would affect the rights of transgender students. WTOP's O'Neill Augenstein starts our team coverage on WTOP Wednesday morning. Here at Loudoun County High School, about 60 students walked out the front door. This student, Felicity, is concerned the changes, including requiring parents to give permission to refer to their students by a different name or pronoun, would put the students at risk. Many students have supporting parents and they can go home to supportive homes, but there's also students whose school is their safe place and if we take that away from them by taking away their privacy, that can really harm them. Asked if there's a middle ground between the current guidelines and Governor Yunkins. Yes, there could probably be some sort of middle area that could be matched, but we don't quite know what that would be yet. In Leesburg, Neil Augenstein, WTLP News. Now, we've learned here at WTLP almost 1,400 students from... Uh, a dozen Loudoun County High Schools participated in the walkout Tuesday, lasting about 25 minutes in all. Those in charge say students who chose to participate will not face disciplinary consequences for their actions on this issue. WTOP at 2.05. Meantime, Governor Glenn Youngkin in Virginia was not available directly for an interview, but responded to our request here at WTOP for comment on the student walkout by saying the existing policy excluded parents, which he says is, quote, just not right. He went on to say that parents should be absolutely at the center of this discussion with their children, and he thinks this is for the child's best interest and for the family's best interest. Fairfax County Board of Supervisors Chair Jeff McKay, who has been outspoken himself on Youngkin's directive to the Board of Education, spoke this week with our DMV Download podcast hosts about this. Frankly, I'm proud of them. I'm proud of them for standing up and, and making a statement. My daughter's one of those kids. On the DMV Download podcast, we asked Fairfax County Chair Jeff McKay whether he feels pressure from the Youngkin administration in regard to the policy changes that would hand parents of transgender children control over their experience at school as it relates to their gender identity. I don't need pressure on me to say the right thing. I, I think what he's doing is wrong. I think we had model procedures in place. And so I've got to set a tone for how our kids can be themselves, be accepted, be comfortable, and that we live in a community that overall is healthy. And, and I think about that every minute of every day. Here are a full conversation about education and school safety on the DMV Download podcast. Megan Cloherty, WTOP News. The student protests coincide, apparently, with the start of a 30-day public comment period. So far, a state website, we've been told, has been slammed with more than 15,000 comments in all, both for and against the proposal. You can find details a click away at WTOP.com. WTOP at 207, an update on traffic and weather coming next. Stay with us. My heart was racing just making spaghetti. I could have waited to tell my doctor, but I didn't wait. I was short of breath just reading a book. I could have delayed telling my doctor, but I didn't wait. 
They told their doctors and found out they have atrial fibrillation, a condition which makes it about five times more likely to have a stroke. If you have one or more of these symptoms, irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain, shortness of breath, fatigue, or lightheadedness, this is no time to wait. Contact your doctor. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Good Wednesday morning, September 28th. Time now is 2.07. Why buy a boring new car when you can have an amazing certified pre-owned luxury car from Select Auto Imports? Select is a five-star dealer that has been in the D.C. area for more than 30 years. Customers know that the BMWs, Mercedes, and Maseratis at Select feel like they are brand new. Drive your dream car with no payments for three months. And for a limited time, all premium vehicles are up to 33% off MSRP. Select Auto Imports in Alexandria, Virginia. Drive luxury for less and find out what drives you. It's Wednesday morning, September 28th at 2.08 in the morning on WTOP. Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off at train cleaning today. Driving and weather on the 8s and when it breaks. Good morning to Rich Hunter with us in the WTOP Traffic Center. Hi, good morning, Dean. New crash reported northbound Baltimore-Washington Parkway just north of 198 in Laurel. Police and fire headed that way. You may find yourself in slowed or even stopped traffic now with response headed up that way. They've got folks responding from both uh, Prince George's County and from Anne Arundel County on the southbound side, so please be careful headed over that way. Also checking for a new crash in the district. 395 southbound in the 3rd Street Tunnel headed down toward the split for the freeway. Uh, so watch out for police and fire headed that way as well. Interloop, local lanes on the Woodsrow wilson Bridge, work center mains still getting by in one single lane to left through that work zone. Again, best bet, stick with the through lane to get by without delay. 95 South Bend in Virginia, the work zone, south of exit 140, the exit for Route 630 Stafford. Again, uh, everybody stopped at the moment. Once you do get moving, uh, you will get by single file to the left. But for now, any combination to get over to Route 1 down the Centerport Parkway puts you back on the interstate beyond the uh, work zone and any associated delay. Can't find a new car you're looking for? Try a Fitzway used car. Next to a new car, a Fitzway car is best. Visit Fitzmall.com for a good car and a safe car you can trust. That's the Fitzway. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. We've got the cooler weather continuing to make its way on in and what will be a chilly start to your Wednesday. Temperatures into the low to mid-40s in the cooler suburbs to around 50 inside the Beltway. High temperatures mid to upper 60s, so a cool day with rather breezy conditions. You might need the jacket during the day, even though we will have sunshine. 70 on Thursday, 68 more clouds on Friday and on Saturday. Tracking in as it moves our way. It will not be a strong storm, but... And will provide us with quite a bit of rain right on through the weekend. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron. We're 56 degrees at Reagan National, 53 BW by Marshall, 50 at Dulles this morning, 55 degrees in holding in our nation's capital. Wednesday morning, midweek, September 28th, 2 a.m. hour. This check brought to you on WTOP by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimates. From Washington to Kiev, updates on Russia's invasion of Ukraine, 24-7-365-103.5 FM at WTOP.com. The latest in just minutes on WTOP Wednesday morning. It's going to be a cool You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. This is WTOP News. You're at home. He was accused of killing 
a 56-year-old father at a Denny's in Manassas the day after Christmas in 2019. Now, this week, a jury has found him guilty of murder in the case. After more than four days of deliberating, a jury found Jordan Anderson of Manassas guilty of 45 of the 49 charges against him during a robbery at the Denny's that ended in murder. Anderson, along with another man, Ryan Walker, accused of robbing the restaurant, which was full of people at the time. Then, as they exited, Yusuf Oscar unknowingly opened the door for them. Oscar was working for DoorDash at the time. He was shot and killed. Another man was also wounded. The jury decided against first-degree murder and instead convicted Anderson of a lesser charge of second-degree murder. He faces life in prison at sentencing. Walker is set to go to trial next April. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. WTOP News time, now 211. Election officials in Moscow said that eligible voters in Russia have now this week overwhelmingly cast their ballots in favor of the Kremlin annexing four Moscow-controlled regions of Ukraine. Meantime, Russia is threatening to use nuclear weapons to protect this territory. This morning, WTOP national security correspondent J.J. Green with more about Russia's claims and missteps. Russia claims it's a victim of Ukrainian aggression, but Pentagon spokesman General Pat Ryder set the record straight. Russia invaded Ukraine, not the other way around. They are the aggressor here and clearly have not achieved their strategic objectives when it came to their initial military aims within Ukraine. And they've struggled at almost every single aspect of the war. You know, we've seen them struggle with command and control. We've seen them struggle with uh, logistics. Uh, we've seen them struggle with sustainment and with troop morale. And writers said this mobilization that's been undertaken in the last few days is another layer of complexity for Russia. Translation? This, too, at least at the moment, appears to be headed for failure. There have been long lines of Russian men trying to get out of the country to avoid fighting in this war. Do you have word that Russia has unveiled a new effort to try to stop them? What are they doing? That's right. The Russian Ministry of Internal Affairs, Sean, says a mobilization checkpoint is being set up at the Virni Lars checkpoint on the border with Russia. This is one of the most heavily jammed checkpoints out of the country. So basically what they're trying to do is to catch people as they try to leave the country, force them to enlist or force them to sign up to fight in this war. Satellites have showed miles-long traffic jams just a few days ago there and in other places. And I've heard several estimates that indicate hundreds of thousands of men are trying to escape Russia by air. Some are using cars, bicycles, scooters, and some are even trying to escape on foot. With the very latest on the war between Russia and Ukraine, WTOP's own national security correspondent, J.J. Green, talking with Sean and Hillary. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. of Florida after tearing into Cuba. Tampa Mayor Jane Castor tells CBS News. The electricity, electric power will probably go out. Nothing can really sustain or uh, survive through saltwater intrusion, and that's the worst thing that can happen for our electric grids. Russia says residents of a large area within Ukraine have supported annexation into Russia through a referendum. U.S. Ambassador to the U.N. Linda Thomas-Greenfield denounces it. We will it. continue to work with our allies, partners, and like-minded to impose cost on Russia and to provide historic amounts of support for Ukraine. The January 6th committee postpones hearing because of Hurricane Ian. CBS's Scott McFarlane on the investigation. The Secret Service has collected two dozen cell phones from agents and given them to an internal inspector as they probe missing text messages from January 6th. CBS News Brief, I'm Jennifer Kuyper. 
Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Maximus. Moving people and technology forward. Good Wednesday morning, September 28th. Sports time indeed at 2.15. Rob's turn this morning. The Nationals scored the first two runs of the game, and Paolo Espino was cruising through the first three innings, retiring the first 10 Braves he faced. But it was all Atlanta after that as the Braves won 8-2. to two largely thanks to three straight innings in which they scored multiple runs with two outs, Dave Martinez. You got to play defense, right? I mean, you can't give teams six extra outs, especially when you got guys over there that can hit and you're going to pay the price. So you want good pitching? Defense does help. And we got to play better defense. And we've been playing good defense. Just didn't happen today. C.J. Abrams had a throwing error, and the still winless Paolo Espino gave up two of the Braves' three home runs in a five-inning start. Atlanta's win pulls them even with the Mets atop the NL with three of their final seven games coming against each other. The Cardinals clinched the NL Central with a win over the Brewers, and the Yankees locked up the American League East on the same nights. The Orioles' wildcard hopes remain on life support in Boston. They fell 13-9 to the Red Sox despite Anthony Santander becoming the first player in franchise history to notch three multi-home run games in a four-game span. On the same day, Commanders coach Ron Rivera expressed confidence Carson Wentz will bounce back from a bad performance against the Eagles. The Cowboys are waiting to see if their starter will be back for Sunday's game against the Burgundy and Gold. Dak Prescott told USA Today he's a long shot to play on Sunday and is instead eyeing a return week five against the Rams. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. Alrighty, thanks, Rob. As always, 216, Wednesday morning, midweek, September 28th, 2022 on WTOP. Among the top stories we're following for you this early Wednesday morning, 2 a.m. hour on TOP. The House Committee investigating the Capitol riot has this week postponed that highly anticipated public hearing for today, this Wednesday, all because of Hurricane Ian, which is right now approaching Florida this morning. The committee has not announced a new date as of yet. The latest path for the hurricane, speaking of which, has the storm moving over the southeastern Gulf of Mexico, passing west of the Florida Keys and approaching the west coast of Florida. It's expected to make landfall by Wednesday afternoon. And across Virginia here at home, students have been walking out of class to protest Governor Glenn Youngkin's proposed policy changes in Virginia, recently announced regarding transgender students. Many teens unhappy with the Republicans' effort, some of them walking out around here as well. Stay with WTOP for more on these developing stories in just minutes. 217 Wednesday morning, September 28th. You know, every work week has its thorns, but a rocking rose is coming this weekend. Brett Michaels plays Hollywood Casino and Charlestown Races on Saturday. It's rock and roll meets Kenny Chesney meets Jimmy Buffett meets the Poison, Cryo, and Pyro. So you get the whole works. Brett Michaels formed Poison in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania in 1983 for hits like Nothing But a Good Time. Everyone's singing at the top of their lungs. It's a good party song. He followed up with the chart-topping ballad, Every Rose Has Its Thorn. It's more painful, but much easier to write a song that is bittersweet. Here are full chat on my podcast, Beyond the Fame. Jason Fraley, WTOP News. Good Wednesday morning, September 28th. Welcome to the middle of your week. 218 on WTOP. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks... Good morning to Rich Hunter in the WTOP Traffic Center. Uh, good morning, Dean. We'll start you off in Maryland. Northbound Baltimore Washington Parkway, just north of 198 and lower for the moment. All traffic stopped as a result of a crash. Once you do get moving, they'll get people by on the right shoulder. A couple of vehicles involved, including an overturned SUV. 
Uh, so be careful. Headed north on the park, but you're going to come to a sudden slowdown as a result. Northbound 95 near the interchange from Maryland, 175. That's exit 41. Crash there along the right side. They're trying to get everything over to the right shoulder. Hopefully it'll do that pretty quickly. Now in Virginia, southbound 95, traffic stopped in the work zone between exit 140, Route 630, Stafford, and Centerport Parkway, exit 136. When you do get moving in that works, and you will get by single file to left. Uh, for now, everybody stopped. Any combination of getting over to Route 1, down the Centerport Parkway, put you back on 95 South, beyond the work zone, and any associated delay. Uh, working on the Beltway, out of loop between the American Legion Bridge and Georgetown Pike, two right lanes get you by. On the ramp to westbound 66 from the outer loop, you get by a single file left. The inner loop ramp to go west on 66 closed again tonight. Post a detour takes you over to Route 7. Ramp to eastbound 66 is open. And on the inner loop of the Beltway on the local lanes crossing the Woodrow Wilson Bridge, still getting by the emergency work. Single file to left again. The through lanes get by. Without delay. Rich Hunter, WTOB Traffic. Storm Team 4 tracking the cooler weather as we make our way through the next few days. Definitely feeling more like fall. Temperatures by the morning hours into the low to mid-40s in some of the coolest suburbs. Around 50 degrees inside the Beltway with high temperatures only in the upper 60s. Not even 70 degrees. So going for a high of 69. On Thursday, I'm going 70. Both, both days a little breezy, so you might need the jacket. 68 on Friday. Saturday, good chance for rain as the remnants of Ian move our way. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron. Right now, we're at 55 degrees in Annapolis, 54 in Bowie, 50 in Leesburg. We're looking at 55 degrees in Holding at our nation's capital. 2 a.m. hour, Wednesday morning, midweek, September 28th. Welcome to WTOP. This latest check brought to you by New Look Home Design. The roofing experts call 1-800-279-5300. That's 1-800-279-5300. NewLookHomeDesign.com. Check them out. WTOP at 220. Good morning. Welcome in. The D.C. Sports Huddle is part of the Associated Press award-winning WTOP Sports Department. Winners of the Chesapeake AP Award for outstanding year-round local sports. Dave Johnson, George Wallace, Dave Preston, and Rob Woodford bring you exclusive takes on every D.C. team. Listen to the Huddle Podcast on the Podcast D.C. app or wherever you get your podcasts. Watch the discussion on the WTOP News YouTube channel and read the weekly email newsletter sponsored by MGM National Harbor. It's time to change the game at BetMGM. Thank the Lord for the night You're with WTOP and Dean Lane. This is WTOP News. Hurricane Ian is moving now. Moving in on Florida after it tore into western Cuba as a major hurricane earlier on Tuesday with top sustained winds of 125 miles an hour. Ian is expected now to get even stronger over the warm Gulf of Mexico, reaching top winds of 130 miles an hour before approaching the southwestern coast of Florida, where 2.5 million people were ordered to evacuate. This morning, Storm Team 4 Chief Meteorologist Doug Kammerer with the latest on the storm, talking with our Dimitri Sotis. Right now, you're looking at Ian as a Category 3 storm, 120 mile per hour winds. The pressure has actually dropped over the past couple of hours, but right now it's undergoing what uh, is, a, is what's called an eyewall replacement cycle. That could actually be good news, but the official forecast track from the National Hurricane Center actually increases its intensity up to 130 mile an hour, Category 4, making landfall between around Sarasota and Naples. This is an area that is uh, extremely prone to flooding from storm surge. Uh, looking around the Port Charlotte area, down around Punta Gorda, an area I'm very familiar with. My parents lived there for a very long time. I still have family in that area, very worried about that area of the country right now. 
What kind of damage is expected? You know, I think the biggest concern early on, right along the coast, is going to be the storm surge. I mean, it could easily be 8 to 12 feet, and many parts of that area are around around sea level or, you know, maybe 3 to 4 feet above. So most of that area, Port Charlotte, Punta Gorda, that could all be underwater. Vienna Beach, things, things like that. Maybe even Fort Myers and Marco Island could go undergo, uh, around Naples area, could undergo some fl- major flooding too. And then you get into the wind. I mean, if you've got a Category 4 hurricane with winds over 115, 130 miles per hour, you've got some major wind damage as well coming on through there. I was in the same exact area. This is very similar to Hurricane Charlie, which came through Port Charlotte in uh, 2004. I went through an area that was completely obliterated. The houses were just plain gone. Now, that storm was a little bit stronger of a storm, but I definitely expect to see some big damage down in the parts of southwest Florida. And you're thinking maybe a little less intense than first forecast, although sometimes when you're talking about these very subtle degrees, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's still very powerful. Yeah, it really doesn't matter. I mean, the, the forecast, the official National Hurricane Center forecast is 130 miles per hour. So they've actually increased what they thought earlier coming in. It was supposed to be coming in. It was originally about 125 Category 3 coming in. Now they've got it at 130. Part of that is because it's coming on shore a little bit earlier. So it's not going to have time to weaken as it makes its way on shore. And then it moves up towards areas like Orlando. Orlando, not under the gun. They're under a hurricane warning. They're going to see some strong winds, but they're not going to see any damage from wind. The damage in Orlando area is going to be because of rainfall. Uh, right now, some of the computer models are giving us be anywhere between 10 and 20 inches of rain. There's even a couple that are giving us over 20 inches of rain. So think about two feet of rain uh, over the next couple of days because this storm kind of stalls over central Florida and could be a, a monster as far as flooding is concerned for much of the state. You touched upon this for our area going into the mm-hmm. weekend. Uh, I didn't expect to hear several days of rain, but that's that's what you know forecast right now for us. Yeah, because it's moving our way, and then when it gets up towards our latitude, it actually pauses and and stalls out around our area. The area of low pressure that is in actually stalls off to our west, and then it just sits there and eventually starts to move our way. So it's going to continue to bring moisture off the Atlantic right on into our region for Saturday, for Sunday. The heaviest rain could be Sunday night into Monday, and then into the day on Tuesday. That's also when we'll see the strongest winds, most likely Sunday into the day on Monday. But once again, those winds may be 30 to 40 miles an hour. So the wind's not a factor. It would be the rain. I'm not anticipating flooding at this time, but we do have to watch and see uh, just how much rain it does give us here in our region. With the latest on Hurricane Ian, that's Storm Team 4 Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. For the time now, Wednesday morning is 225. Money news, 25 and 55. A preview of your business day this Wednesday on WTOP. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. There's more evidence of a sharp slowdown in construction. Dow Jones reports lumber prices have fallen to their lowest level in more than two years. Two-by-fours now cost what they did before the pandemic building boom when everybody remodeled after being stuck at home. Rising lumber costs lifted home prices for two years, but now home builders are finding those lower costs, giving them a little room to offer buyer incentives. A lot of people may have taken them up last month when the government counted new home sales up by almost 29% over July levels. What will gas stations do when electric cars hit the road en masse? Maybe offer electric chargers. Hertz and BP have signed a deal to develop and manage a network of electric vehicle charging stations across North America. The charging infrastructure will be open to taxi and ride-sharing drivers as well as the general public. Hertz has signed deals to buy EVs from Tesla, Polestar, and GM. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Joan Doniger on WTOP. 
Diamonds Direct's unbelievable zero-interest finance offer is coming to a close. But you have until this Sunday to take advantage of five years zero-interest financing on any purchase. Now more than ever, it's the smartest way to buy. You can get that engagement. <coughs> Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. Ricola. It's in our nature.